0: Happy Lord's Day, everyone. Greetings and welcome again to UECP. With COVID on the rise and more and more people getting infected and no end in sight, the question I would like us to ponder about is, what really matters in life? What really matters in life? You see, we were raised in a world where we were taught that money matters. Uh, Achievements are of prime importance, getting a good paying job is a priority and having a family with successful children equals happiness. So for this uh, morning, I'd like you to keep in mind this question, what really matters in my life today? What really matters in my life today? Today, we are starting a new book. We will be studying the book of Psalms for the uh, next couple of weeks. And what is the book of Psalms all about? What's the big idea of this book? You see, the uh, Psalms illuminate the greatness of our God, affirm His faithfulness to us in times of trouble, and remind us of the absolute centrality of His Word. You see, Psalms is actually a collection of lyrical poems. And the poetry was often set to music, but not always. You see, Psalms expresses the emotion of the individual poet to God, about God. Therefore, there are different types of Psalms written. Now, what are the different types of Psalms? There are Psalms of Lament, where it expresses the author's crying out to God in difficult circumstances. Now, uh, That is Psalm 7, okay? The psalm of praise is also called uh, hymns. It portrays the author's offering of direct admiration to God. And there's also a thanksgiving psalm. It usually reflects the author's gratitude towards God. And there is the wisdom psalms where it focuses on the theme of wisdom, like Psalm uh, Chapter 1. The book of psalms, expresses worship and it encourages our readers to praise God for who He is and what He has done. Today, we're studying Psalm 8. Okay, Psalm 8. It is a hymn of praise and it emphasizes that God is majestic and worthy to be praised. Again, what is Psalm 8 all about? It is about, it emphasizes that God is majestic And worthy to be praised. So, I would like uh, everyone uh, to read with me in your homes, or if you have your Bible, read with me. And today, uh, as we read Psalm 8 together, let's read it slowly. And as you read it, let the Word of God speak to you and observe the passages, observe the words, the repeated words. Okay, so let's take our time as we read God's Word slowly together. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you, O God, have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of them, and the Son of Man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory. And honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. And verse 9, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name! In all the earth. What did you observe about the passage? What words or phrases were repeated? Now, usually if there is a repetition, it means it is important. Just like a sermon of a mom, a mom would usually open a sermon by saying to their children, Take a bath. Take a bath. Then she would say, why you should take a bath? What are the advantages of taking a bath? You know uh, what happens if you don't take a bath? Then at the end, with an exclamation, she would say, you know in Tagalog, so maligun la kayo lahat ngayon na, you know so take a bath. So usually, you know if it's repeated, it means yun yung pinaka important na message, take a bath. You know a lot of kids today, you know. They don't like to take a bath. Why? Because they're locked down sa bahay. Di ba? So Psalm 8 verse 1 and verse 9, actually, it's repeated. It's the same if you look at it. You know, Psalm 1 and 9, it says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. So verse Uh, The first verse and the last verse of Psalm 8 is actually the primary theme of this chapter. So what does it mean? It means it's important. That's why it's repeated again. So you see, as David looks upon nature, he praises God by describing the Lord's name as majestic in all the earth. David actually addresses God using the Hebrew term Yahweh, also known as the Tetragrammaton. This is the biblical name of the one true God, the God of Israel. You look at verse 1, okay, yung first Lord, it's all in caps lock. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Lord. Okay, it means Yahweh. No, I am Yahweh. I am the God. Okay, then the second is Lord. Capital L, small O, small R, small D. That is meaning more of the title of God. It means, you know, God, you are the king, you are sovereign, okay? You are the rock. So David, okay, is actually saying that, Oh my Yahweh, our king, our sovereign God. It's an awesome thought actually to be in the presence of God. To be able to meet God every day in our quiet time is actually awesome and sometimes we take it for granted because we've been having devotions for so long we've been coming to church uh, for so long sometimes we lose the oh in the presence of God so yung kapslak na LORD Yahweh our Lord means we can know God in a personal way okay so Lord our Lord How majestic is your name in all the earth? The word majestic can also be translated as what? As great and exalted. So, as David saw creation, he saw how great and exalted God is. You know, for the nature lovers, as we appreciate the creation of the world, we must appreciate all the more the Creator, which is Yahweh, our God. You see, creation offers uh, a revelation of God and He is worthy of praise. Verse 2, Out of the mouths of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. So what does uh, Psalm 8 verse 2 mean? It means that God is sovereign. He is in control. He can derive praise even from babies and children. So actually, this verse is a picture of God's power. I think David had in mind, when he was writing this Psalm 8, he had in mind the baby Moses. Do you remember baby Moses? When Pharaoh's daughter got him from the reeds of the Nile, in Exodus 2 verse 6, it says, When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. So she took pity on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. It was the same child God used to stand before Pharaoh, the Hebrews' enemy, and commanded him to let the Hebrews go from Egypt and their slavery there. So the point is, God often chooses what is weak in the world to shame the wise. God often chooses what is weak in the world to shame the wise. An example would be in my house. Uh, my bunso, ano, my youngest, is six years old. And sometimes he would see me at home, ano, lala itong lockdown. And he would, ran- he would randomly say, Dad, you have a big tummy. So he would say that. And he said, You should exercise, Dad. He would tell me that. And you know, guess what I will be doing later? You got it? I would be exercising. Diba? Bakit? Kasi nga, God can use our children to speak the truth into our lives. Diba? So the children, actually, they can really speak the truth into our lives if we just listen to them. We can also look to the New Testament, where Jesus was born as a baby, and King Herod with all his power was shamed. So Psalm 8 verse 1 to 2, points the readers to Genesis 1. Genesis 1, which reports God's creative work. He created everything and saw that it was good. God is majestic and worthy to be praised. Why? Because He is Lord. And second, He is all-powerful. Verse 3, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place." Do you know Apollo 11? Um, Apollo 11 went to the moon, okay? And do you know how long it took them? Actually, it took them three days and three hours and 49 minutes to reach the moon. But when they returned, It took them two days, 22 hours, and 56 minutes. Now, do you know how much it costs to send Apollo 11 to the moon? It costs 25.4 billion B, as in boy, dollars. And today, uh, they say it would cost around 152 billion dollars today. That's how much money it took to get to the moon. But for God, it was just a snap of His fingers and He just does it with ease, putting the moon and the stars in its place. God is awesome because at the work of His fingers, God created the moon, the stars, and even named them one by one. Can you just imagine God naming them one by one? And we don't even know it. Maybe He, wa- he named the stars, no? Jacob, Josiah, Jethro, Joash, Wiljo, di ba? Can you imagine God just adjusting the stars with the work of His fingers? Adjusting, putting it here, putting it there. No? That's how powerful God is. I still remember the time I, I go on camping trips, no? Uh, or I go on mission trips, when you lay down and you look at the stars, you look at the stars, I would just be in awe and I would just tell myself, there must really be a God. No, There must really be a God who created all of this. I will show you what I can draw. Don't judge me. This is what I can draw. It's nice, right? But, Look at what God can do. Diba? That's amazing. That's what God can do. And that is what God does every day. And that's who God is. Okay? God is majestic and worthy to be praised. Why? Because He is Lord, He is all-powerful, and He is awesome. He is awesome. Verse 4, what is man that you are mindful of him, you know, David said, and the son of man that you care for him? You see, when David looked at the sky, he must have been wondering, why in the world would the Lord, the Yahweh, be thinking and caring about man? No? Um, how would you feel if you're a rank and file employee of a big company, And the big boss would suddenly call you up and just ask, how are you doing? How are you doing? How's your family? And say, how can I help you now in this pandemic? And this wouldn't be a one-time thing. But every now and then the big boss would call you up and ask, how are you? How can I help you? How's your family? I think this is how David felt. What is man that you, O God, are mindful of me and the son of man that you even care for me? How can a majestic God even care for me? Can you imagine God thinking about you and me and caring for you and me? But that is God. He cares for you and He cares for me, and He loves us. He showed us love how, by sending His Son Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Now, where is this in Psalm 8? Now, some of you might be asking, where is Jesus in Psalm 8? Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna uh, show you to Hebrews. I'm gonna point you to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 5 to 9, applies this part of Psalm 8 to Jesus. Okay, so let's read. Jesus Christ became a human for our sakes and suffered and died on the cross for us. And then He rose from the dead and ascended to the right hand of God. Verse 5, Yet you have made Him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned Him with glory and honor. See, David continues to reflect on man's significance. No, Inisip ni David, What is the significance of man? He views us as being created a little lower than angels. God views us. God has crowned us with glory and honor and God's glory is on man. This means that we are special in God's eyes. We are valuable. So if you're at your homes or wherever you are, if you have you know, you're worshiping with someone, look at the person seated next to you right now and tell him or her, you are special because God's glory is on you. You are special because God's glory is on you. You see, we are created in God's image and God did not create anything ugly. We are a reflection of God's image. Keep that in your mind. Every time you feel you are worthless and not important, Remember that we are created in the image of God. And that is also why actually there's no place for racial discrimination. We must love and accept all races. Don't be judgmental because all of us are created in God's image. You see, when I was growing up, I had a poor self-image, thinking I wasn't good enough, thinking I wasn't smart enough. But as I accepted Christ and I understood God, I realize that we are all created in God's image and walang pangit sa creation ni God. So to those who think I'm a failure or you're a failure and you're a disappointment or you're not good enough, I'd like to share this verse to you. In Genesis 1 verse 27, it says, So God created man in His own image, in the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. My friends, let's work to honor everyone we meet. No matter what the color of their skin or what educational attainment, let's respect each other because we are created a little lower than the angels and God and we have inherent divine Glory and honor. Glory and honor. God is majestic and worthy to be praised. Why? Because He is Lord. He is all-powerful. He is awesome. And He cares for you. He cares for you. Verse 6 to 8. You have given Him dominion over the works of your hands, You have put all things, everything, under His feet. All sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. Now, why did um, God want us to have dominion over the work of His hands? And why did He put all things under our feet? Well, it's because of His great love for us. And He wants us to display His honor and glory. God wants us to display His honor and glory because, again, God is majestic and worthy to be praised. God is majestic and worthy to be praised. So, my family, my friends who are listening uh, to this message today, what really matters in life? That's for you to decide. That's for you to decide. You see, Michael Phelps almost ended his life because he was depressed. Yeah, most of us might be thinking, wasn't he the athlete who had a lot of money, who had fame and achievements? Wasn't he the athlete who won so many gold medals in the Olympics? Yes, he's that athlete. But he wanted to commit suicide one day because he was so depressed. But he was able to read a book entitled, Purpose Driven Life. And he realized that what really matters in life, it's not about accomplishments. It's not about the praise of man but life is about God and our need for Him. My friends, what really matters in life, it's not about accomplishments, it's not about praise, but life is about God and our need for Him. You see, the things that this world offers are temporary. It is only God who can give us satisfaction and contentment and purpose in life. So do you want to know God? starting today do you want to know the majestic God who is worthy to be praised do you want then this is the secret the secret is actually there's no secret but just spending unhurried time with God spend unhurried time with God what do I mean I mean open your Bible You know, uh, get a cup of milk, water, coffee. Slowly read God's Word. That's it. Spend time with Him. Observe the passage. Read the passage again. Meditate upon the passage. And let God's Word speak to you. And you will find great things about God. And you will be able to know God. It's time that we go back to that habit. And that is actually the secret, but it's an open secret. You want to know God, you have to spend unhurried time with our God. So at the end, what really matters in life? My answer, and I hope your answer is, after hearing the message today is, God is what really matters in life. God is what really matters in life. Okay? So may the Lord bless you and may the Lord be with you all. Have a great day.